Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, brought to you by the Registered Master Builders. Each week we explore the ideas and practices that help us get the best from our businesses, our teams, and ourselves. I'm your host, Ryan Castle. We talk to experts, advocates, and business owners in the construction industry to share their knowledge, insights, and experiences to help you build a better business and enjoy a better life. In addition to the podcast, the Registered Master Builders Elevate is also an online learning platform hosting courses, programs, and content that help construction business owners and their staff to build a better business. Now let the business building begin. David, welcome along to the Master Builders podcast. Great to have you on the show yet again. I think you are our most uh, regular contributor. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but oh, thank okay. you anyway. So, uh, it's lofty, lofty praise. We don't invite many people <laughs> back for a, uh, a guest uh, repeat appearance, but uh, you've certainly made the grade. Um, David, I know you've recently been out in the member community talking to people, finding out what's what's going on. Can you give us maybe some reflections on what you're observing and what you're hearing in the in the member base? So the good and the bad, I guess. The, the good side, um, I think everyone's been surprised and delighted by the resilience of the construction sector, uh, particularly housing. Uh, and there are some reasons for that around low interest rates, uh, people perhaps not traveling and spending their money on other things. Um, in some areas, just a lack of supply. Uh, so house price is obviously high. Uh, which is good for builders in that it makes it much more economic for, for clients to decide that they'll build a new home. So yes. very strong and across the board, really. Um, commercial, uh, actually can, also. Can I, can I ask on the, I'm interested in your comment across the board. I'd certainly heard sentiment that the first home buyer market was very strong. You're also yep. hearing that the other sectors in the market are performing well too? Yeah, investors as well. Um, you know, so people wondering where to put their money. Uh, if you put it in the bank, you really don't get anything. Um, uh, you could invest in the stock market. Um, that's very strong, but some people would say it's overpriced uh, and, it w- and it is volatile. So property is seen as a long-term safe investment as long as you're investing for a longer term, not for short-term. Yes, yes. Okay. okay. And sorry, I interrupted you. You're also going to make a comment around what you're seeing in commercial? Yes, yeah, so a commercial. Um, uh, probably only about three weeks ago, we had a, a meeting with the vertical construction leaders group. So that's the larger contractors. And overall, again, quite a, a positive sentiment. Um, a, a number of them saying, you know, we've got a, um, a good outlook for the next 12 to 18 months. That's not what people were saying six months ago. Absolutely. Um, in part, um, uh, that's helped by the government response, uh, bringing forward their pipeline of projects around schools and hospitals and so on. So that's certainly contributed. Um, but not everyone's in that boat. And there are some that I've heard maybe in the, the smaller commercial where it's looking a little bit lean. But generally, you know, it's uh, a glass half full or three quarters full at the moment for many people. Great. And any insights around uh, supply of both material and labour into the into the sector? Yeah, supplies have generally held up, but there are some areas where supplies are struggling. Uh, things like t- uh, tapware and so on, um, particularly some of those things that both commercial, but particularly residential builders need to finish the project. So having to source alternative materials. In terms of uh, labour, certainly there are some uh, areas where that's, that's short. Um, Bricklayers is one that I've heard, but we've heard that for a while now. 
So again, builders having to use alternative products. Uh, we are looking to go out in the not too distant future to get some more qualitative feedback from our members about where those shortages are so that we can feed that into Immigration New Zealand as the government starts to look at how uh, they can open up the borders in a safe way for essential skills. Right. Is that course uh, brick and block layers are the toughest of the tough? You know, I've seen I've seen those uh, boys and girls carrying around those huge con concrete blocks with sort of Popeye forearms. They they're hard to come by. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been looking out for the Popeye forearms. It's uh, <laughs> I, look, I think it's been it's been the case for quite a while, and I think it's just that uh, as the economy um, it has been reasonably buoyant over the last few years, and certainly construction has grown quite strongly. Uh, it's just an area where we just don't have those people. And it is, it is quite a tough area for some people. Um, so it may not be as attractive as some other trades. Right, okay. And David, look, no doubt it has been a challenging year for people. Look, it's great to hear some positive sentiment coming through and what's happening, but it has been a long year for many people that have traded off what would normally have been some holiday and downtime to maybe re mm. regenerate. Uh, they've had to spend that either in lockdown or keeping their businesses functional. Um, do you, have you seen an effect of that in, in the uh, members you've been talking to? Yeah, I think members and also just um, people in general, that uh, people are tired. Uh, I think the first part of the lockdown, a lot of people found that not too bad. It wasn't so bad being at home. The weather was pretty good. But as it's dragged on, people haven't had... It's not the same as a holiday, staying at home. Um, so people are just feeling a bit scratchy and a bit grumpy. And there is a bit of a theme coming through uh, in terms of customers as well, who um, are a bit impatient. We are now getting closer to Christmas. I mean, it happens every year, surprisingly. We have this thing called Christmas. But this year in particular, I think people are just a bit more anxious. So um, we're hearing some more complaints. And I think the, the key message is just communicate with your clients. Um, it's a cliche to say you can't over-communicate, but it's true. So make sure you're keeping in contact. Let them know where things are at. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't over-promise, but just communicate. What we hear is the complaints. Um, probably uh, the worst thing is, is builders are over-promising and they can't deliver. And so the homeowners naturally say, well, you led me on and you weren't being honest with me. So that's, that's probably the key thing is just make that extra effort to communicate with clients. Okay, so let me put you on the uh, spot here. Uh, I'm a builder, I've been promising someone their house is going to be ready for Christmas. Uh, I know that they've got the family coming in to stay in the new house, etc. And the project timeline's blown out. I'm, I'm fairly certain now that I'm not going to make a Christmas date. Would you have guidance around how, how to communicate that to the customer? Uh, honestly. Honestly, and with a bit of empathy, you know, yes. um, I think you just, and the sooner you do it, the better, you know, the later you leave it, the less time you leave for them to make alternative arrangements. So the sooner, the better. The other thing is, is, you know, our, our members do um, want to look after their clients and will do their best, but don't be tempted to let them in if the house isn't finished, because that is a trap that people have found comes back and bites them. Uh, initially, the, the client's happy to be in the house, but then they look at all those things that aren't finished yet. And then you suddenly have an issue with, um, potentially with payment. So the yes. client say, I'm in here now, 
you haven't finished this and they hold back other money and once they're in uh, there's not a lot that the builder can do about it so be honest yep. but, but be professional about it as well yeah, and I think work towards establishing a plan with your with your customer. It might be the very best outcome that they do move into the to the house, but agree the plan before they move in. What the uh, remedial action on, on on the unfinished components are, when it's going to be done. Make sure you've got the resource available to commit to those times and dates to get it done. And then, you know, everyone knows the rules of the game before it starts. Yeah, um, even so, I'd, I'd still be a bit wary of letting people in. You know, just got to be careful. Take take some advice on that. Mm -hmm. um, you have to have a very solid relationship. Uh, okay. In that case. Okay. Thanks. Good. Uh, good feedback. Um, it's it's an interesting economic time for us because we're seeing uh, economic challenge in big ways in some parts of the market. We're seeing a, a strong uh, building market, probably much much stronger than we anticipated or the discussion was uh, six months or so ago. Um, before we rest on our laurels and go, no, no, building's all good, we're, we're fine. Uh, how should construction business owners be thinking about the current market? Are there lessons from previous recessions mm. that we've observed that maybe we should um, not lose the lessons of, of times gone by? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think um, it's interesting. I, I've heard more than once now economists, uh, um, like a lot of people, say, yeah, look, we got this wrong. Um, we thought that in this sort of environment and with a recession, uh, typically what we hear is that there's a big or a potentially significant downturn in the construction sector, and that can go on for quite some time and can be quite drastic. That hasn't happened. So while we're actually technically in recession, the construction industry, particularly residential, has actually gone the other way. So the economists are saying, um, we're a bit confused right now. <laughs> However, uh, I, I think in terms of people running businesses, you have to be ready for any eventuality. Um, so what has happened and could still happen, we hope not, if there is a downturn in the economy generally, if people uh, start to lose confidence, um, then, they, then they can move quite quickly. So I think the key thing is to, to have contingency plans. What, what would I do if that happened? Uh, how would I make sure that um, my costs aren't getting ahead of my revenues? And do I need to have a plan B in terms of scaling down? So you do have to do that planning. Um, interestingly, though, more than one economist is now saying, actually, we think next year is going to be pretty good for a variety of reasons. Uh, that, you know, while we've recently heard there are vaccines, that's going to take time to, to flow through. Uh, the government will still need to have tight control on the borders I think for um, a big chunk of next year. Uh, and there'll be other things in terms of the world's economy and the impact on New Zealand. So we can't hide away from that stuff. Um, but it's about balancing uh, what if something goes wrong, but don't miss the opportunity for the upside. Yes. Uh, but one of the things that we do know from history is that one of the dangers is when there's lots of workers that uh, if there isn't a good plan in place and if you don't have the right people and the right skills, you can also get in trouble. So you, you have too much work, you can't find the subcontractors, you can't complete the work uh, and suddenly you find that you're getting in trouble. So plan for both of those things, plan for if it turns the other way, but also plan for there's opportunity 
but don't get too carried away because that's where unfortunately from history more builders go broke in an up in an upswing than a downswing yeah and that is common across industry it's not unique to construction growing businesses require lots of cash and if the uh, consumption of cash uh, outgrows the incoming cash then things get very difficult very quickly so yeah it's great guidance around uh, sensible planning of growth that's right and but i think it's particularly um, if you think about you know, small to medium enterprises in construction, there's a lot more money goes through the head contractor than in, in many other industries. So, so therefore, it can change a bit faster than some other industries. I yes, yeah, that's a that's a great uh, great point as well, uh, David. We've obviously been through a election recently, uh, and as then we've had a change of minister responsible for the construction sector. Uh, what's your have you had any engagement yet? What's your thoughts around? Uh, what kind of interaction you're looking to have with uh, government and how you're pushing the advocacy piece for Master Builder members? I haven't met the new minister yet, Porter Williams, uh, at at the time that we're speaking, Um, but uh, um, this may play after the Commercial Project Awards and hopefully I'll meet uh, the new minister at the Commercial Project Awards, which will be a great opportunity to showcase what the industry can do at its best. So I look forward to that. Uh, I think in terms of um, where the government's going, uh, in one way, the fact that the the um, current government has got a mandate, they don't have a coalition agreement, means that there'll be a lot more continuity in terms of what they're doing. So there are some things we do know they're going to do, and there are some other things we would like them to do. So in terms of what they've put forward as their policy, the construction accord has gone well and it proved its worth during the COVID uh, shutdown and the government, I think, is very strongly committed to that, so that's positive. Uh, training, particularly around apprentices, they've put together a very good package and we are already seeing the benefits of more apprentices coming or going into training. So but I'm, I'm sure that the government will continue that approach and that investment. So that's, that's important and we certainly support it. Uh, RMA change, um, I think finally we're going to get something, but it won't be immediate and it will take time. Yes. Um, I, I do think that there are other things that need to go along with the RMA change. So RMA for us is particularly around freeing up land, but the, the infrastructure issue hasn't been solved yet and how to pay for infrastructure, particularly for the larger cities, Auckland being the standout, of course. So we still want to see where they get to in there. Um, and the RMA will will take some push and shove. So we've certainly uh, put forward some thoughts and we'll continue to be involved in that. Interestingly, they uh, can put I, can out... I dig uh, in, yeah. Can I dig into that a little bit? Uh, interested maybe for the members to understand when we have something like an RMA change coming up, it's a, it's a massive change, a huge piece of work. How exactly does Master Builders try to get involved and influence the outcome for the, for the benefit of the members? So it's in that particular area, it isn't necessarily our area of particular expertise, but we look to work with other industry associations and talk to others. So over a period of time, for instance, we've talked to New Zealand Property Council because that's an area that they've focused on for a long, long time. Um, Also potentially New Zealand um, uh, Infrastructure Council because that's an area they focus. So that's one where we would look to um, talk with others, see where the commonalities are and uh, support in that respect. Okay. And then you're also uh, 
taking some views around the licensed building practitioner scheme and uh, how maybe that yep. can get can evolve what's the thoughts there I think, uh, well, my, my view is that the Licensed Building Practitioner Scheme needs to be seen as part of a broader system. So uh, the, the Licensed Building Practitioner Scheme came in a number of years ago now. It was part of a package, a part of which was around reforming the building consenting system, and that reform of the building consenting system hasn't happened. So our view is that any changes to the Licensed Building Practitioner Scheme should also be done in, um, in a way that supports uh, an ability to change the consenting system because it's, it's probably the thing I hear the most, particularly from residential, but also from some commercial builders. It's something that is so inconsistent across the country and even within councils, uh, similar plans are being rejected or accepted uh, with no rhyme or reason. So there's a number of things we need to change. Mm -hmm. Okay. One step at a time. One other thing, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, one other thing I should mention, which was a bit intriguing in terms of the government's election uh, promises was uh, an investigation or an inquiry into building supplies. Don't really know what that is. Um, there's been really no explanation as to why. Um, maybe it's noise in the system. Maybe the government feels that they have to undertake something. So I've talked to a few of the merchants to see if they've got better insights, but uh, no one's quite sure. So we'll see how that plays out. Right. Okay. Watching brief on, on that one. In outside of those things that we've talked about, that maybe some of them are in train, are there uh, any other aspects of... Oh, let, let me phrase this question slightly differently. Um, with the new minister, if you could give the new minister a, a magic wand to cast over one thing that would influence the members, do you know what you'd use it for? I think the first thing would be thinking about the building consent system okay. because it goes to the flow. Um, and I think the, the key thing is you'll know in, in any business, um, as much certainty as you can get, the better. It helps your plan. It helps you do all those other things. And the, the, both the RMA, but also the building consenting system, it's, it's because you don't know the way to get through the system or how, how the time frame is going to play out, it makes it very difficult to plan. It also makes it very difficult with customers, quite frankly, um, who have expectations and it takes much longer. So that would be the number one. Um, if I had a number two, though, since you haven't asked that question, uh, it, it is COVID-related to a certain degree, but it's not just COVID-related. And that's really understanding the importance of the construction sector for New Zealand. It is a big impact on New Zealand's economy. It's one of the major players uh, it impacts to the tune of about $20 billion on our GDP. It's the third biggest sector by employment. And one of the um, strong representations that we have and will continue to make is to understand if you're worried about the economy and you want to have an impact on the economy and on jobs, construction is one of the best ways that you can do that. Residential construction has an economic multiplier of 26 so that means for every dollar you spend in construction, there's an additional $2.60 that then gets respent um, through the economy. That's one of the higher multipliers in terms right. of industry. So it makes sense from the, an economic point of view. It makes a sense in terms uh, makes sense in terms of jobs. Sure does. It's a uh, massive I, impact. I think sometimes where we haven't been good as a sector is to focus on the focus on the technical things 
rather than to say, but this is the impact and this is why it's important to New Zealand. Uh, and, and housing, although um, at the moment it's good for builders, um, it's not good for New Zealand when we've got house prices that are skyrocketing the way they are. So continuing to ensure that we have a flow of work in, in housing is important. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And that's, uh, again, one of those watching brief elements, isn't it, in the economy yep. perspective. It's a, uh, I certainly don't envy the role of government at, at times where they're trying to stimulate an economy and keep things going, uh, but also don't want house prices to get out of control, keep yep. more people out of the market, um, tie up probably more productive capital inside, uh, uh, construct not so much construction for the property. Um, yep. So, yeah, it's a, it's a challenging game, that's for sure. And I'm sure they get plenty of con contrasting advice all over the place. <laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Um, David, we, we talked earlier about the, uh, you know, the challenge of the year that has been 2020. Uh, we've had a theme through Elevate and Master Builders about uh, mental health and mental well-being for ourselves and for our teams uh, during, during the year. Uh, interested, what are, you, what are you going to be doing, um, maybe looking towards Christmas in a, in a break? What are you going to be doing to make sure you rejuvenate and keep your own mental, mental health in a good space? Yeah, maybe get a bit more sleep and a bit more exercise. So, uh, yeah, looking um, looking forward to getting outside, uh, just getting some exercise, maybe getting back on the golf course. Um, haven't been able to do that this year at all for various reasons. Yes. Uh, looking forward to that. Maybe taking, uh, like a lot of Kiwis, um, uh, a New Zealand-based holiday. Um, so in my case, um, we'll probably get up to... Um, uh, the north, you know, far north of the North Island with a bit of luck. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, spending some time with family and, as I say, getting a bit more sleep. Okay. Um, so are we likely to see any uh, pictures across the newspaper of you and Lycra? Is that, is that likely to happen? No, I, I, no. I, won't, I won't compete with you on that one, Ryan. I'll leave that <laughs> okay. place to you. Good, good to know. I'll leave the, uh, the other mammals, the middle-aged men in Lycra, leave that, leave that out. Um, right. you'll, be, you'll just be on the uh, fairway hitting them straight down the middle towards the cup. Yeah, well, I, I, um, I try to give plenty of work for the greenkeeper. <laughs> A few divots here and there? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nice. Hey, good to hear. And I think the, uh, the message you talk about of, uh, you know, some more family time connecting into our New Zealand, of course, when we travel in New Zealand, we obviously generate uh, good revenue for our tourism businesses around yep. the, around the country. Um, some more exercise and some family time there. Uh, they yep. are the ingredients of good mental, yep. mental health. Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And uh, they're yeah, great advice for uh, all of our members to, to follow through. Um, Look, really appreciate your insights today, David. Is there anything else you'd like to add in this comment at this point? No, no. Just uh, just wish everyone, you know, as we get closer to Christmas, um, maybe it feels a bit early, but actually it'll be on us very soon. So look after yourself, uh, you know, enjoy. Hopefully you get a bit of a break and just enjoy it. Yes, and let's hope our uh, a good friend, Dr. Ashley, manages to uh, keep us in level one for uh, our Christmas holiday period. Yeah, well, let's let's head head down to level zero next year, even. 
that would be even better. Hey, David, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Thanks for those insights. Uh, I think to uh, know that you and the team are working so hard in the in the construction sector broadly, but certainly with government and the other bodies uh, is really reassuring uh, to know that uh, just, the, I guess, that good little reminder around the communication piece is, is very useful as well. I think we're, yep, we're tired, we're a bit scratchy, a bit grumpy, but uh, staying uh, centre in that good communication is a good place to be and look, look forward to a, uh, a good break which is hopefully not too far away for most of us. Cheers Ryan, I hope you have one as well. Certainly will. Thanks David. Okay, take Bye-bye. care. Bye.